BAM Radio Network. I was offensive. I was rude. I was completely disrespectful. And it was a pretty big mistake because you can imagine word got around pretty quickly that um, <laughs> Tony's feedback on observations is interesting. So get ready. And so when we make mistakes, acknowledging them in my mind is, if for no one else, very powerful and important for me. John Harper here. Welcome to My Bad, the show about how and what extraordinary educators learn from sharing their own mistakes. Hi, Tony. Thank you for having me, John. It's a pleasure to be here. So, Tony, I'm going to start off right away. This show is all about how great educators learn from their mistakes. Mm-hmm. And as you've traveled around the country, you've no doubt met with many great educators. Mm-hmm. What can you tell us about how they relate to their mistakes, how they respond, and how they learn from their mistakes? That's an interesting question because it's so often not one that we discuss um, because we you know, so often are excited to share our successes and celebrate our kids and talk about all the amazing things happening in, in classrooms and in schools that um, the conversation about failure <clears throat> and um, you know, struggles and, and mistakes are often secondary or tertiary and sometimes don't even come up. Um, but I do think when they do come up, we often find ourselves shaking our heads along like, yes, I've been there. I've done that. I've made that mistake too. I uh, sh- made that call when I should have made a different call. I reacted to something when I should have been more reflective and, and critical of my thinking before making a decision. And I find that most educators are you know, not necessarily always comfortable talking about those mistakes, um, but certainly a little more comfortable when they're around other educators. Because like I said, nine out of 10 times, you'll find someone in the room is shaking their head along in agreement because they've been there. Um, and, you know, we're making hundreds, sometimes thousands of decisions a day. And to expect that all of them are going to be perfect and flawless um, is, is really not logical. Um, and so they're happening, the mistakes, the failures. And so to acknowledge that they're there and to discuss those is a really powerful point, John. So I, I'm so excited that you're doing um, this show and taking this angle because I think it's one that we want to make people more comfortable with moving forward so that we can learn and grow even more. The whole time you're talking, I'm nodding my head because I make tons of mistakes every day. I mean, I make so many, I can't even keep track of them. Yes. <laughs> you know, one that I made just yesterday is one that I've made too often. And it's one that I've got to stop making and it's related to education. And the big thing that I, I find myself doing, and I, I did yesterday was not being present at home. In other mm-hmm. words, mm-hmm. I'm so into school. I'm so wrapped up in how I can be successful, how I can be a great educator that when I come home, I'm not leaving school at school and I'm bringing school home. And, you know, yesterday I came home, I have a five-year-old boy and a 10-year-old girl, and I came home and my son's out in the front yard running around with his new Star Wars raincoat on, like a stormtrooper, having a blast. Awesome. And I'm sitting on my laptop, just really doing nothing. My brain is tired, but that's not an excuse. You know, I should have been out there playing with him, but I'm sitting on my laptop, basically just vegetating. A few minutes later, my daughter, she came up to me and she wanted to know if she could teach me how to braid hair on this new mannequin she has. And I said, no, honey, not right now. But it wasn't a good excuse. And, you know, it it made me feel bad. It made me feel like there's nothing wrong with giving everything we have at school. And sometimes, you know, obviously we have to do work at home, but we have to be present for our loved ones at home. And that's that can be really difficult. And that's a mistake that I'm doing too often and I've got to get better at. I guess along those lines, I mean, you're giving up your time right now at home and I really appreciate that. Can you share a mistake, a big mistake with us that you've made as an educator and kind of what you learn from it and how it's changed you going forward. So, I mean, I've made many mistakes and, and the one you just described is one that I struggle with on a regular basis and definitely one that comes up uh, regularly when talking to other educators about um, balance in life. But so that I don't let your, you know, the show go on for hours and tell you all the mistakes I've made because uh, <laughs> we could do that. I, I think one of the ones that I remember most sort of at the forefront of my mind was very early on in my 
career as a building principal. This is my second building principalship right now at Kaniac. So prior to that, I was uh, at a school also in New York, an elementary school. And I was all of 31 years old in my first principalship. And you know, thinking that I, I knew how to do everything and uh, working really hard to take care of everything, in essence, being a micromanager and not necessarily investing the time and the energy necessary to developing relationships with many of the people who I worked with because I was just so busy trying to be, you know, the best principal in the world, in my mind. And I neglected the reality that people and relationships are a big part of any school's success. So there was there was a particular teacher that I was struggling with in developing a relationship on a personal level, and it was mainly because I felt the decisions she was making on a professional level were not in the best interest of kids, were, were more in her own best interest. And so, you know, instead of addressing the issue, maybe not necessarily the first time I saw something that I didn't agree with, definitely the second time I didn't, you know, I kind of kept it to myself, and it festered. Um, and it was there. It was always kind of bubbling under the surface anytime uh, she and I had an interaction. So the time came for her to do an observation, a formal observation where I was observing her with our assistant principal. I was actually not the one writing up the observation, but I was there assisting my assistant principal in the process because it was one of her, her first observations. So um, she was doing a guided reading lesson with a book. She read the book aloud and it was not a great lesson in retrospect. It wasn't a terrible lesson, but it wasn't a great lesson. But I found myself getting agitated during the observation, mainly because of my personal feelings towards this person and becoming frustrated during the lesson. But I kept my, you know, I kept myself together for that time. And a little while later, we got together to do a post-observation conference. The first mistake I made was that, having the post-observation conference too close to right after the lesson was done, because I was still in that sort of heated space and, and, and maybe even a little bit illogical, ra- rational frame of mind. And we sat down to do this post-observation conference and I let the assistant principal lead it initially. And she was trying to be really nice about what we saw, even though there were a lot of issues with what we saw. And so after about four or five minutes, I kind of tapped my assistant principal on the shoulder. I said, excuse me, I, I just need to interject. Um, and I looked at the teacher who was sitting across the table and I said, you know, I've had root canals that were more engaging, more engaging and more pleasurable than that lesson was for those kids. And that concerns me tremendously. Well, that was not a good choice on my part, not a good choice of words, not an appropriate choice of words. Clearly, I offended her beyond words. And she uh, got very upset and left the office. And in the moment, I didn't really care. I was like, well, she should know that it was terrible and the kids did not learn anything. And it was like pulling teeth and that's not okay. And what I realized after I let some time go, because I was still frustrated for a couple of days, was that I had a really powerful opportunity to have a conversation about instruction, which is ultimately my biggest issue because trying to do what's best for kids. And what I did is I kind of went and took it to a personal level. And I, I was offensive. I was rude. I was completely disrespectful. And I didn't take into consideration relationships and feelings and how another person might receive what I'm saying to them no matter what my intent was. And it was a pretty big mistake because you can imagine word got around pretty quickly that Tony's feedback on observations is interesting, so get ready. And and so it led to even some spiral sort of effects that were damaging on other relationships that I was having or not having in the building because she did share that experience with her colleagues, which she had every right to do. And so that was definitely a mistake that in the moment I did not learn from 
but within a couple of days was very clear to me the mistake that I made in that instance, but the the bigger mistake of not investing time in building relationships with these people who I was, you know, in essence, trying to lead as opposed to work with. So that was one of my big mistakes. Were you able to repair that over the course? (laughs) No, we did not really uh, repair that relationship. We certainly were able to be civil towards each other and we had to have certain professional exchanges throughout the year. And I give her credit because she maintained her professionalism and I tried to maintain mine as well. But there was no uh, relationship and I don't think we ever had a conversation alone moving forward. I think there was always someone else there, either by coincidence or on purpose. So building a relationship was really not even an option. I appreciate you for sharing that with us because I mean, you're you're known as someone who is very big on building relationships. And I think sometimes, you know, like I said earlier on social media, and like you said, we all see everybody's best self. And I think it's yes. good for others to hear that someone who, you know, of your strength in building relationships was once at a point and did make a mistake like that. And that, you know, we're all not magically transported to that place where we're just perfect. Right. <laughs> building relationships and we have all the right skills. So, I mean, that's, that's good. I, I really appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. No, my pleasure. My final question is, do you think there's limits to our transparency? And I guess along those same lines, have you ever had being transparent backfire on you? Uh, that's, that's an interesting question, actually, because I think it depends on the audience. I will tell you, I have no regrets about being transparent about my mistakes. And I'm, I'm pretty transparent about my professional mistakes and my personal mistakes as well. Because if for nothing else, it is a point in time that I can refer back to and look at. And so whether I'm writing about it in a blog or, or, or sending out a tweet or posting something on Facebook, you know, it's not all sunshine and roses. The work that we do as educators is really, really challenging, you know, and it requires you to kind of put it all together, the psychological, the emotional, the mental, the, the logical, the rational, all of that. And your heart, your mind, your soul all has to kind of be in sync all the time. And that's hard to do. And so when we make mistakes, acknowledging them in my mind is, if for no one else, very powerful and important for me. Well, Tony, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on my bed. I can tell you are not feeling well, but you still brought 100% of the passion. The only reason I can tell that is because of the sound of your voice. I couldn't tell that because of the passion you're bringing. So I, I appreciate it. And it was, it was truly an honor to get to share this time with you. It is my pleasure. I love that you're doing this and it's such a great angle to take and an important one. And don't shy away from the transparency because you may get pushback and and you may get pushback in your physical context if people are listening, you know, within your school or school district, because that is when you brought up the question about pushback and I didn't want to go into it quite honestly because I couldn't frame it in my head. Um, But I have gotten pushback on things from colleagues or, or other educators in the area, not parents really, not kids ever, not even really staff, um, but definitely colleagues and, and other educators. And, and it's an interesting thing because it opens your eyes in a little bit of a different way. It doesn't curb my practice, but it does sort of inform it a little bit. So I do, I appreciate that you're doing this and, and definitely continue to tell this, this story, which is an important one. Thanks for checking out My Bad today. Hope it was as good for you as it was for me. And if it wasn't, my bad. Catch you next time. This program is produced by Accretive Media for the BAM Radio Network. Thanks for listening.